0: Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fiercely Bold podcast with Lucy Mitchell. I am in the throes of the countdown of my son getting married, my oldest son. And so I do have to admit that, you know, recording some episodes while I wait for my next guests that are scheduled has, uh, has this has just been on the back burner and I know right like how is everyone going to know all the things if I'm not recording all the things um so let me get you caught up on on what's been going on in the Mitchell household um so obviously like I said my son my oldest son is marrying um, his bride-to-be Mackenzie on July 9th we're flying to Oregon we actually leave this coming Monday and we'll spend a week back in Oregon uh, where we lived and, uh, do all of the things wedding. I have got the rehearsal dinner. Um, we've got family. I mean, I've got some cousins coming in. I haven't, haven't seen in a while. And, um, of course, hanging out with my mom and my sisters. So, and then, um, my brother-in-law, um, who lives in New York, hasn't been back home. I think in a little bit, you know, due to COVID and all that. So it's just going to be fun. And then meeting, um, my son's new, family's family because I read this thing or I saw this TikTok and the guy was saying that so when your child gets married that child does not become a part of your family or vice versa so like my son is is not joining the Ryan family He is creating a new family with his wife. All of us are now second fiddle. These two are starting their own journey as creating a family. So when you've heard that saying of like, oh, I'm getting a new daughter-in-law. Yes, that is a daughter-in-law, but you aren't getting anything. He is getting a wife. She is getting a husband. They are starting their own family. And we are just an extension. We have no rights and no Uh, attachments to that. And I thought it was really interesting, but I get it because yes, I'm getting a daughter-in-law, but that does not put me in their family, in their marital unit. I have no say. I have no uh, position over her um, or over him any further. He's always my son, but he is now her husband, which holds a higher uh, position. And I loved that. Cause I was like, I, I, I accept that. That is okay. Like I'm not to be consulted about any parental or family. If they need some advice, that's different, but I'm not to give it unless asked. Um, so I just wanted to like, kind of start off this episode with, with that. Like, I don't, and you can comment on the show notes or shoot me a DM or a message or whatever and be like, that is something new. I've never heard of that. Or I disagree or wow. All right. That's an interesting perspective. I just, it was a TikTok that came across and I was just like, huh, that does make total sense. So backtrack. Okay. In February, I've had two surgeries, two major elective surgeries since February. In February, I had a revision done on a breast lift and reduction that I'd had in 2016. And um, I will say this much that a lot of this had to do with physical enhancement because of what was done to I, I, and if you're a male and listening to this, I'm so sorry, but this is normal. But I basically, I felt like Frankenstein with the scarring that was done from like armpit to, to armpit up in between my breasts and then the mutilation and reattachment of my nipple. Like there was just nothing sexy about looking in the mirror. And I had the reduction done because I had very large breasts and they were deflated due to breastfeeding three babies. So I lost, gained, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight with all of these, you know, my three, I shouldn't say all, but my three kids. And then on my final weight loss journey, like they were just sex. They were just saggy skin. Like it was uncomfortable. And so when we moved here to, to the Texas, to the Dallas, Fort Worth area, I feel like we are in the plastic surgery capital of the world but there are some of the best doctors. And I just was like, you know what? I'm at a stage in life where my youngest is 16. I can actually have the downtime needed because I don't need to go to parent teacher conferences or any, I mean, he's learning to drive all this stuff. So anyway, so I did it. And the final piece of putting my ba- my body back to factory settings, as I said, it um, was, uh, to have a tummy tuck and a abdominal muscle repair. Okay, so a uh, dissectus recti is what it's called. But basically, you know, when you have children, your abs separate to allow for room for these for you to grow these babies. And depending on how much they separate, it's kind of like an overstretched rubber band. It's never going to go back to that tightness. And um, so I I I will be honest. I've used this wedding. As a enticer to put my body back seeing family. I haven't seen her for a long time. My ex-husband, uh, my husband has been on an amazing journey for his health. And um, I mean, he's looking fine. My husband's looking fly. So I did not do them at the same time because I had some traveling. We were going to Mexico in April. I was going to my uh, soon to be daughter-in-law's bridal shower. So I didn't want to have absolute downtime. So I separated the surgeries. So May 1st, I had the tummy tuck um, and abdominal repair. I had a seven centimeter gap, I found out, which is moderate, like extreme. That's not moderate. It's extreme. And the doctor says this. He's like, basically, when I got in there, your intestines were sticking through that gap. And it was almost going to be like, you know, those cans where you have the you shove the snake in there, it's like a toy. And then it's like pop goes the weasel or whatever, the, and the snake comes flying out. He's like, that was kind of like what it was with your, with your intestines. And he's like, and so I was experiencing um, uncontrollable bloat, um, constipation um, like just, Oh, like just an overall feeling of uncomfortableness in my gut area. And I've been working on it for three years to fix it. And only to find out that this was the only way to fix it. I wish I could have gotten insurance to cover it, but I couldn't. Um, but that was me first. I am almost two months out. July 1st will be two months. And I could not be more excited for like my journey and my results. Cause I've had no complications. I've had no issues, but the one thing that I did have a little bit of that I wanted to premise this on was anxiety because first of all, you're going under, okay. You hope it's, it's like going to sleep, but you're not controlling sleep. The doctor is, and this is why I absolutely love my doctor. If you are in the Dallas, Fort Worth area, you need to go to the flower mound plastic surgery center and see Dr. Sanderson He is a veteran and he is amazing. And his staff is a stellar staff. Like seriously, helped my husband understand how to help me recover. It eased my anxiety when it came to it. Because I was like, I've never had a tummy tuck. I mean, I've never had a a C-section. So I don't know what to expect. And I know my brain is going to want to get up and go and think everything's fine. But I needed to listen to it. So I wanted to talk about some... Like I had no control. So what are like some anxiety, some top tips to regain control when you're battling anxiety? And I think these tips go for overall anxiety, which I do suffer from all the, all the way to like you're sick or you're incapacitated in some way, shape or form. Like it could be. It could apply to all areas, okay? Because I get anxiety driving the car from a car accident that I was in when I was 17 years old, okay? So it is not uncommon to experience anxiety, okay? So this could stem from work. It could stem from personal um relationships, the constant flow of information, like that's how my brain is because I can only take in so much, and so if it's a constant stream. I, I feel almost like I'm gonna shut down. Like this is just too much. It could be overwhelming, and know that it can impact your overall well-being. I believe if you go through my my catalog of of episodes, there's probably one that I I talked about like your mindset, your anxiety, things of that nature, feeling over like feeling overwhelmed. Okay, now I have to say that with the right strategies and support, it's possible to combat anxiety and regain control of your life. Okay. Um, and so I wanted to spend this episode exploring the nature, like understanding where anxiety stems from and what are some top tips that you can effectively manage and reduce the effects of what anxiety is doing to you, because it can do everything from heartburn, a lack of sleep, a um, your libido, your concentration. Um, did I already say gut, sleep? Yeah, I mean your work performance. You can actually get enveloped in your anxiety. I mean, you've heard people say they have crippling anxiety. Okay, this is where you can't even leave your house. Okay. Now I'm I have prefaces. I'm by no way a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, um, I am just. I'm a life and nutrition coach, turned business strategist, turned, you know, female entrepreneur that's just wanting to help all the ladies out there. Okay. So step one or, or tip one is I, I want you to understand and identify what those triggers are. Okay. So this, I feel like this takes time to reflect on situations, thoughts, or events that are consistently bringing these feelings of anxiety. Okay. That might mean that you have to get out a journal. Um, it could be work deadlines. It could depend like if you have a high stress job, it could be social interactions. I, as an empath and an intuitive, I love being around people to a certain extent, to a certain amount. Okay. Big, huge conferences drain me drain me. Like I want to be all up in the mix. I want to be around all the people. And then my husband knows if I dip out, I'm overwhelmed. Like it's, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, I'm about to cry or shut down, but this has taken me time to be able to identify that. Okay. So what I will say is that by identifying what your triggers are, you're better, to, you're, you're better able to prepare and develop the strategies to help kind of mitigate that, to alleviate that. Awareness is key to gaining control over your anxiety, okay? Tip number two is, this is huge. I want you to like practice mindfulness and relaxation tips, okay? So mindfulness and relaxation techniques have proven to be effective in managing your anxiety. Okay, I'm talking breath work. I have an amazing breath work coach. Okay, she is amazing, and I was never really big into like breath work and Reiki and all that because I didn't get it. And but I had to stop and realize I have been using breath work on my kids since they were babies. Like when they're feeling overwhelmed and they were anxious or just really upset, I literally would look at them and okay. Slow your breathing down. I still do it to this day. Okay, we're gonna take a deep breath in. We're gonna hold. we're going to let it out. And I would do this as on a repeat until they calm down and we're able to become more present. You could do the same thing with yourself. Okay. Yoga. Yoga is amazing um, to help you ground yourself. Speaking of grounding, getting outside and putting your feet connected to the earth. Okay. Maybe you just need to be present in silence and in stillness. Okay. These are these few tips are going to help alleviate those symptoms. And regularly practicing them can help reduce the intensity and the frequency of those anxious thoughts. Okay. The goal here is to present yourself or give yourself that sense of calm and well-being. Okay. The third thing is self-care probably 10 episodes just on the importance. I'm like the queen of self-care. It is super important to have self-care. You have to pour back into yourself. You've got to fill that cup. You've got to get grounded within yourself, um, in order to do anything. All right. So prioritizing self-care is critical when dealing with anxiety, establishing, I want you to establish a routine, that includes activities or things or actions or thought processes that nourish your mind, body, and soul. Okay. So regular exercise, I'm huge on that. You know, try to go to the gym like three to four times a week. Maybe you're like, I can't even do that. Okay. So go for a walk for like 30 minutes outside. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Okay. I use the Aura Ring. This is not an advertisement for that because I don't have a code or anything, but the Aura Ring helps to monitor my sleep and my heart rate. And every single morning I'm able to see, did I get good sleep? How, how should I go about my day? Can I just take off and get the day going? Or do I need to be a little bit more restful and mindful? And so maybe a Whoop or your Apple watch Um, there. I'm sure there's all kinds of different technologies. Those are just the three that I know. That will help you to really monitor what your body doing when it's in a restful state. Okay, eat a balanced diet, right? Um, you can go to my website, lucymitchellandco.com, under freebies. I have got meal plans, um, I have got nutrition tips, but Having a well-balanced diet is going to help support your overall well-being. The other thing that is important to help reduce those symptoms of anxiety is do things, activities, hobbies, whatever it is that you actually enjoy. You know, I have bought hundreds and hundreds of self-help books only to come to realize I really don't enjoy reading. I like short form content, um, but if I'm reading a book, um, it really has to captivate my attention. Like, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I could not put down the Twilight books. <laughs> i serious. I couldn't, um, I haven't picked them up since then. Um, a book that I did recently read that I think I'm going to reread is green lights by Matthew McConaughey. And I downloaded the audible because he does the audio version and I just love his voice and he ad libs. It's like so cool. Um, but by doing those hobbies, maybe you like to cook or bake or knit or macrame or garden, you know, uh, take attend to your yard and your garden. Um, uh, maybe organization is your thing. So that one closet that you've not been able to tackle, go and tackle it and organize it. And like Marie Conde, that stuff, I think that's her name, Kondo Conde. Anyways, you know her, remember her, um, This can provide a much-needed, like I like to call, mental break from anxiety-inducing situations, okay? Four, depending on the level of anxiety you're dealing with, you might want to seek support, okay? So what does seeking support look like? Reaching out to friends, family, talk to your significant other or your spouse. um, Professionals, okay? There are professionals out there. There's no judgment. We live in a very chaotic world, and this is not... I mean, I'm hoping we're going to have a ray of light at the end of this tunnel that we are in right now, but there are professionals out there that can help you get to the root of what that, of what your anxiety, anxious feelings are and help personalize a plan of action for you. Okay. Sharing your feelings with somebody that you trust can provide emotional relief and a fresh perspective. I used to never be the type of person that felt like I could talk to my husband about anxious feelings I was having because I didn't think he'd understand or he wouldn't think it was a big deal. But that was me projecting onto him. Once I opened up to him, he was able to better see how he could help me and maybe help me come up with some uh, tools to deal with it. But he also could identify with it so that he could change whatever was going on around me to help lower my anxiety. I mean, I fell in love with the man all over again when I finally opened up to him because he didn't know what the heck was going on with me. He just thought I was batshit crazy. Maybe join a support group, okay? So if you're feeling anxious because you don't have enough female support, look where I'm really trying not to sneeze. Every do this every time I record one of these. Excuse me. Lord, a (laughs) little bit. Okay, sorry about that. But um, joining support groups or seeking therapy of any kind will help you attain coping mechanisms and valuable tools. You know, I like to think that a lot of times when we open ourselves up to that professional guidance, we are realizing that we're giving ourselves the opportunity to see a world of difference in managing our anxiety. And then the last tip I have for you, it's called, I call it challenge negative thoughts. Realize that anxiety goes hand in hand with negative thinking patterns. So learn to challenge and reframe those negative thoughts. So case in point, I had to change. I had to change my thought process that I'm going to die in this surgery. I'm choosing to have elective surgery and I need to trust the doctors, ask all of the questions. No question is dumb or or stupid or ridiculous and trust that I'm in God's hands and I'm in their hands. And that helped. I re instead of, I could die. I'm going to die. I'm going to just say goodbye to everybody. I need to send all these random cryptic text messages to a friend. I haven't talked to in 20 years, just in case. And instead trust the process and realize, okay, first of all, I'm putting myself in this scenario, but the outcome is going to be amazing. I'm going to feel better. My digestion is going to be better. My self-confidence, getting rid of all this extra skin, and extra fat that I just can't seem to get rid of. I'm going to have a new outlook on life and really appreciate all of the hard work that I've put into my body. And by doing that, my anxious feelings lowered. Um, Understand that when you catch yourself going to the worst case scenario, I want you to pause and question if there's really evidence to support those thoughts. Okay, So I did research to be like, how many people, how many women or men actually die from having electric surgery? Because I automatically was like, I'm going to die. But really the numbers are are low. I have a greater chance of dying by getting behind the wheel than I do getting on the operating table. And of course it's making sure that I'm in the healthiest possible way and and that they have a clear understanding of my medical history. Um, But, you know, replacing the negative self-talk with positive affirmations helps to also focus on the strengths and the more positive outcome. Okay. Like changing the thought, changing the thought patterns, um, you could break that cycle of anxiety. Okay. And now again, there's different levels of anxiety and I want everybody to understand that I am by no means stating or discrediting any level of anxiety that anybody has, because I'm not in the position to do so. I'm just wanting to share what has worked for me when I'm having anxious thoughts. You know, I've moved to a new state in the last year. I had two surgeries. My son is getting married. I, I just, I knew it was happening. I just didn't know it was like going to happen. I figured someday it would happen and I couldn't be happier for him. I can't wait for this celebration of their union and the start of their family. So, sorry, for everybody watching me, it's like, I need to change my collagen or something. If you're watching on the, on the YouTube, it, I just feel like I've got hair just falling out. It's not giving me anxiety, but it's irritating me. So anyways, just to recap, it's important to remember that you have the power to combat anxiety. You do. You do have the ultimate power. It's just a matter of utilizing the right resources and tools that will help you on that journey. Okay. Like understanding your triggers, practicing mindfulness, establishing that self-care routine, seeking support, challenging those negative thoughts. Like by doing those steps, friend, you're going to be able to recontrol your life and have a more fulfilling one. And isn't that the ultimate goal? is to have a more fulfilling life. So remember that, uh, I have to stress that this all takes time. This all takes, uh, patience. Um, it takes kindness and I want you to look in the mirror or write it down that you deserve to live a life free of the clutches of anxiety. Okay. So I hope that this was helpful for you and just giving you like a little back history of what I've been dealing with and what I've been doing to control, because I'll be honest with you, everybody who listens to this, my ex-husband doesn't, I'm, I'm battling major anxiety going to this wedding to see my ex-husband. I'm not afraid of him or anything like that. It's just like, once our kid graduated from college, it was like, this is the last thing. And I've been married to my husband for 19 years. I'm madly in love with this man. He is my savior. He is my best friend. But I don't know if we'll ever have to be in the same room as as him and his ex-wife. And we do, you know, me and my ex-husband, we've done everything we can for our son. And this is like the last big thing. But I just know how I get around him. I know how he gets around. And it's like, this is not about us. This is about my kids. So I'm going to be utilizing these tips. 100% for not only the rehearsal dinner, but the day of and, and go into it that this is about my son and this is about Mackenzie. It's not about me and, um, and, and be around family and celebrate this union. And I've got my tips written down on a note so that I can pull it up at every opportunity and take a deep breath. All right. So Uh, With that being said, um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I am going to really work on planning some more content. I do have a new Instagram page where I will keep all of the graphics and share mindful tips and funny quotes and all that. And that is the fear. It is fiercely bold podcast on Instagram. I will include it in the show notes. So please go and give that page a follow so that you know, and and put the little alarm on so you know when a new episode drops, and uh, I you know honestly, giving myself a goal. I'm not trying to be anxious about this platform. That you know, 2024, it's going to take off. <laughs> it will totally take off. But join me next week. I have a super spicy one that has all to do with uh, the bedroom in your 40s, and I'm super excited about that one. Okay, so with that being said. Continue to live your life as fiercely bold as you believe in yourself, because I believe in you and I believe that every single one of us has the ability and has the desire and has the passion to step into anything in life fiercely and boldly. Until next time, friend.